0: Thank you.
1: and foul of El Police Radio. I'm your host Alpha Mike on this uh, wonderful day today. Uh, unfortunately we're waiting for a huge hurricane that's headed our way and that's never a good thing. So um, we're hoping that it goes the other way, it doesn't really come after us. And as a result, uh, that's worrisome. Uh, supposedly it's going to hit the keys, and it may hit um, the area of Miami. But that aside, on today's show, I will be running solo. And the reason I'm running solo is Mike Sierra, my co-host, is on special assignment. Special assignment, you might say, what in the world could he be doing? Well, It appears that Miss Mike Sierra uh, encouraged Mike Sierra to find hurricane supplies right now. As a result, he's out there in those feverish uh, crowds, and people are really enthusiastic about running out there in hysteria to get all their hurricane supplies, which they should have had months ago. But there they are looking for it now. And Mike Sierra is amongst them looking for water, milk, and yes, I'll say it, Pampers. Plenty, plenty, plenty of Pampers. So we wish him all the best on that special assignment, and hopefully it goes well. Today's guest on podcast number two is somebody that is very unique and very special, I met Eugene Fields Jr. during uh, 2007 when I was on another podcast that I I was a host of. And Eugene was a guest on the show. We brought him on. We were very enthusiastic about him then. He uplifted our audience um, tremendously. And as a result, uh, I think I, I brought him back a second time. And... That show and that inspirational uh, speech that he gave transmitted with me all these years. Now we trans transition to present time. I create and we start building El Police Radio. And it's a mammoth undertaking to put these shows together. It... For, for, for those individuals that don't know, they just think, well, you know, you're talking to a microphone, that's it. Oh, my gosh, I wish that was it. Um, a lot goes into it, but one of the por- portions most importantly is your guest list. And you have to have a guest list and, and a confirmed guest list at least four or five shows in advance. So that in itself is an undertaking that takes a lot of time and a lot of patience. And through the efforts of going through that, we developed uh, about a six-month guest list. Not all of them confirmed, but at least we had the list. And my heart started to tell me, well, one person that I need on this show is Eugene. He made the list without a doubt. But then God started putting in my heart, hey, this guy can uplift the dead, and therefore, you need to bring him on the show. So we brought him here. He is our first guest on podcast number two. Of course, podcast number one was just an introduction, and we're pleased to, to have him on the show. And let me tell you a little bit about Eugene. He's a husband, a father, a grandfather, and, of course, as I might have said uh, earlier, a retired law enforcement officer from Baltimore, um, he was there in the capacity, I, I believe, just before he retired in training. He's also now a publisher and author and entrepreneur, and sought-after inspirational, motive, motivational speaker. And the reason I say that is because when you hear him the first time, you can't wait to hear him the second time. He's developed a, a list of presentations which he refers to as the Lioness Training. And they're inspirational messages for students, parents, educators, businesses, community organizations, and churches. The theme of every message is, be the solution and not the problem. And in today's society, how important is it to be a part of the solution and not the problem? Our young uh, citizens in this country... It's difficult for them as it is Uh, growing up, 15, 16, 17, or even younger, 8, 9, 10. They have peer pressures that are unimaginable, and they're constantly transmitted um, signals through media, um, radio, television, music, and... Facebook and everything else that's out there, basically telling them, do the wrong thing. And the messages that they're hearing are becoming part of their subconscious where they start to believe these messages as the truth. And it's nothing but a lie. So to have an individual like Eugene in today's society giving that positive message that is so important for their development. Young people need to see a positive image, hear a positive image, have mentors in their life. I'm a firm believer in it, and having Eugene here today, uh, we're going to hear more about his program and things that are going to develop. Uh, Before we bring him on, I want to talk because we constantly got to be jumping up ahead. We do have a hurricane uh, approaching that may or may not affect our launch date. And as I said earlier, putting these podcasts together are very uh, troublesome sometimes. Uh, talking into the microphone is the easy part, the hard part is editing and putting it together. So we got to be ahead of the game. So we're going to talk about podcast number three, and uh, we hope that you'll tune in, join the ranks. In order to be a part of L Police Radio, you can of course contact us on our Facebook page, L Police Radio, our Twitter, our handle there is L Police R, L Police for L Police Radio, and of course our website www.lpolice.com. And there, you know, join the ranks so you can hear this podcast on a weekly basis. We encourage you. There's going to be a lot of learning here. There's going to be a lot of um, soul-searching here. We're going to talk about not only what law enforcement goes through on an everyday basis to become and be a law enforcement uh, organization. We are also going to explore people that have completed their assignments in law enforcement have moved on and what are they doing because it's important. Uh, When I was in law enforcement, my probably first 20 years, I had no idea what's coming. The only thing I knew what was coming was me putting on a uniform and going to work the next day. I never thought about uh, after my, my current career. So, It's important to hear these positive messages from individuals that have done what a lot of our listeners are doing in in current active law enforcement, and we want to encourage people to know that there's a lot of positive uh, reinforcement out there. You hear a lot of negative in life. You want to hear positives. What are some of the negatives you hear? Law enforcement officers, after they retire, will only last... About five years of an average and then die. Who in the world wants to hear that crap all day? No, you want to hear about successful stories. I want to personally hear stories about law enforcement officers that uh, are at the old age of 95 and still kicking. So those are the stories I want to hear, not necessarily the ones about dying. So, podcast number three, we're going to bring on. The man that kept me alive many years of my career, he was the armorer. He is the armorer. Pistol Pete. He's gonna come on and talk a little bit about weapons. And we're of course on this show, El Police Radio, we have Pete as our registered expert in firearms. Why? Because I gave I he had my life in his hands for many years so i know he's the right guy. Today's broadcast we're going to bring on Eugene Fields Jr. you're going to be enlightened. You're going to want to hear the message now and in the future. And I'm um, my honor, privilege to bring on the man himself Eugene Fields Jr. Eugene, thanks for being here today. And thank you for having me. Uh, I, as I just told the audience that, you know, a little bit of your background being a retired Baltimore police officer and you're multifaceted. There's so many things going on with you, it's hard to kind of box you into one thing. So <laughs> tell, tell the audience a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, like you said, I'm, you know, retired from the, the wonderful city of Baltimore's police department and um, yeah, I was born and raised there. And I'm a, I'm a father, I'm a husband, grandfather, educator, like you said, a speaker and an author. But my main thing is to fulfill God's purpose, you know, that he has for my life, you know, on earth. And that's what I look, you know, every everything that I do, I do it, you know, in reference to my purpose, which is to inspire, to motivate and to teach.
1: And definitely that are skills that you have to have. Now, part of your background as a Baltimore police officer was an instructor, correct? Correct. Yeah, I I know that that helped you out in many ways what you're currently doing. Tell us what's going on, What, what, what are you into now and I'll ask you a couple more questions because I'm really fascinated about what you're doing.
0: Okay. Well, it is, it is interesting that you said uh, instructor because that's where I actually discovered that, I'm, that I that was born to teach because I used to be a little nervous in front of people. You know, I could do things, but as far as teaching someone else how to do it, you know, I was really kind of shy when it came to that. Hmm. <laughs> but becoming a police academy instructor just kind of broke that. And it, it, I call it being introduced to myself. You know, I I was introduced to myself as a as a speaker and as a motivator. You know, through that. But what I do now since I've been retired is I, you know, I have a heart for the next generation. Then you know, the next generation of of leaders coming up. And it's something about middle school. I don't know what it is about middle school, but it's something about that age range where I'm just drawn to. Now go to elementary and high school and any other place. But every chance I get, I try to spend time at middle schools, where I speak to the students, I speak to the staff, I speak to the parents. And my theme with everything, no matter where I go, my theme is be the solution and not Mm -hmm. the problem. Because I believe that God created every person, everything as a solution to a problem. You know, so we shouldn't be spending our time causing problems. We should be spending our time solving something. Great message. So that's basically, you know, what it is that I do. I, I speak and, you know, I'm an author, uh, The Prince and Mr. Breezy's class, and, you know, that book is doing very well. And it's the very same thing. The the theme of it is to be the solution and not the problem, but it's through the perspective of a 10-year-old prince. And uh, it's the, the students love it. They actually repeat when I go back to a school, the students actually finish the story for me. Oh, so okay. that lets me know that it's getting, you know, it's, it's getting, it's it's getting in there. They're getting the message.
1: It's it's very good. So the theme here is basically to reach young people.
0: Yes, reach young people, but actually to reach people in general. Okay. Like I said, I'll speak to uh, to to give you an example. When I go into a school, if I'm speaking to the students, I call it introducing them to themselves. Meaning, you know, I, I talk to them about solving problems instead of causing problems. If I go into a school where there's a lot of uh, uh, behavior problems and low performance academically, you know, I go into that environment and I speak life to those students. You know, I remind them that, hey, you weren't born to cause problems. Mm-hmm. I'm standing in a room full of solutions. That's so there should be no problem. The problems in this building ought to have nightmares because yeah. all of the solutions in this building.
1: Exactly. <laughs> And then when
0: I speak to the to the adults, as far as the educators, one thing that I found, you know, because I'll go in as a substitute teacher, so that I can stay connected and and stay aware of what's happening in the schools, and you know, just finding as many ways as I can to to uh, spend time with the students and the staff, and I learned that a lot many teachers are leaving the profession not because they aren't they, they're not great teachers, they are phenomenal teachers, but something was missing leadership. Yes. You know, I had a principal ask me one day I was sent into a classroom and the students were, you know, just misbehaving. They weren't respecting the teacher and the teacher was stressed out and I mean, there was so much going on. And then when I went in and took over, the the principals came back and they asked me, what what did you do? You know, what is it that you're doing to where you go in and things uh, are set in order when, I, when some of our teachers aren't able to do that? I said, you have wonderful teachers. But here's the deal. When was the last time you played follow the teacher? Mm. Nobody plays that game. It doesn't exist. We play follow the leader. So students don't follow teachers. They follow leaders. So when I go into a classroom, I establish myself as leadership first before I start teaching them. So you have to think like a leader and then teach like a teacher.
1: Excellent point. And we told the audience that uh, this was going to be some type of interview because you've got a great head on your shoulders and this is about leadership. You're absolutely right.
0: Yes. And even with the parents, I try to do, I I call it a tripod because if you're going to impact the system, especially an education system, you just can't speak to the student because you have the educators that are involved and then you have the parents involved. And I speak to the parents also about leadership, that you are the first leader that your children experience. You're the first leader that they actually decide to submit or resist to. You know, so how do you uh, train them? Training involves more than just giving them information. It, it involves demonstrating the information that you gave them. So you don't just say go and do, but then you live opposite of your message. So you have to make sure that your lifestyle matches your message before you say one word Yeah, and, and put those in alignment.
1: And, and and today it's so important to give out that message. Uh, yes, it is. Some, some young parents don't really understand their role and the importance of what that child's looking at. So, uh, you know, that's very instrumental. The the children's (laughs) book, what inspired you to do that?
0: The children's book, it it was a way to, it's it's one thing to go and speak to an audience and they they love the message and they they cheer for you. But one thing that I learned is that how do you leave that message with them? Because, you know, out of sight, out of mind, You know, I go back to a school and then some of the same students are doing the same thing. So I had to come up with a creative way to leave the principles that I'm speaking in a way where they can receive it. So I decided to put it in a book. And if I could tell you just a little bit about about the book, then it would make, I guess, make a little bit more sense. Mm -hmm. So the book is called The Prince and Mr. Breezy's Class. And it's set up in a school and it's about a 10 year old prince named Manny. And he he was homeschooled by his father, the king, King Emmanuel. And King Emmanuel, he's the king over the the kingdom called Crownington. And in Crownington, everything is in order. Nobody's hungry because the king takes care of everybody's need. He meets everyone's Mm needs. So there's no hunger. There's no homelessness. There's no crime. You know, it's like the perfect place that you would want to live. It's because the king himself has such a heart to serve and to love and to care for people that everything, all the needs are met. And he trained his son. He discipled his son. And his son grew up watching needs being met, watching his father love people and care for people. So when his son, Manny, Prince Manny, turned 10 years old, his father decided to send him to an elementary school in a different kingdom where they didn't get that type of training. So he sent them to the Junction Kingdom, and he he sent them to a school called Flatbread Elementary. And when he got to Flatbread Elementary in the fourth grade, the school was dirty. It was dark. The students were misbehaving. They were disrespectful. The classroom was out of order. They wouldn't listen to the teacher. The grades were low. The behavior was awful. So the prince had a decision to make. Do I become like my classmates and my environment, or do I do what my daddy taught me? So he had to deal with bullying because, and peer pressure because he spoke different because he was from a different place. He dressed nice and neat. He dressed different. So he had to deal with all the you know, bullying and being picked on. But what he did was wise. He went home to his father every day after school, and he told him about a problem that was in the building. His father would give him some wise advice, and then he decided to go and obey his father and apply that advice in the school. And because of his love for his father and his love for those people in the school, the, the other students and the staff, this young man was able to change the entire school Just by obeying his father. Mm. So it's about being the solution. This that school didn't even realize that the solution to their problem showed up in the form of a 10 year old prince.
1: There you
0: go. And and at the end, I give the charge to the students. If one student can impact a classroom, impact a school, what more can how many, 28 students in here? What more could you all do? And they all raised their hands. I said, I'm going to give you a charge to be the solution, just like Prince Manny. He, was, he didn't contribute to the problems that he saw. He found a way to solve the problems. And they all raised their hands. I'm going to work on that tomorrow. I'm going to solve this problem. We need to change this. And all of a sudden, their thinking changed. And that's when I know I was successful at fulfilling my purpose, when I can change their mind. Because that's the hardest thing on the planet to change is somebody's thinking.
1: Outstanding message, it really is. And the, the book is outstanding as well. Thank you. If I'm listening to the program and I want to know a little bit more about you, your website or anything I can direct the individuals to.
0: Yes. They can go to uh, com And that's E-U-G-E-N-E-F-I-E-L-D-S-J-R.com. And if they want to get a copy of the book, they can just click children's book at the top. When they go to the website, it'll take them directly to my Amazon page and, and it, I, I believe that this book should be in every school. I mean, in the churches, i take them into the churches and I still speak the same message, be the solution, organizations, book clubs. I mean, it really doesn't matter because the message stays the same. The audience has changed. The message stays the same.
1: Now, I know in the, in the body of Christ, the church, it must be well accepted by what you're doing.
0: Exactly. Because if you think about the story, you have a father who is a king in the book, and he has his son, who's a prince, Prince Manny, and then he sends him away to a foreign place that's out of order, and he gave him instructions on how to set things that were out of order in order, but then there's an enemy there, and the principal's name is Dr. Lyolot, because he lies a lot, you can't trust him, so you have a principal whose name is Dr. Lyolot, the the father, the author of lies, the father of lies, and then you have the teacher, Mr. Breezy, the holy breeze, the penuma of God. So you have the teacher, the counselor, all on the front of the page. You have the father, the son, uh, the Holy Spirit, and the enemy right there on the cover. And it's the kingdom message in the children's book with the theme of be the solution. Because, you know, the kingdom of God is is not a religion. It's a solution. People aren't looking for religion. They're looking for solutions to their problems on earth.
1: Amen. I mean, uh, great, great message. I mean. The way it was created and crafted out for this book is amazing. Thank you. Eugene, also, uh, I'm fired up about something that I recently saw that you were posting. Uh, you're selling products. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Now, I'm trying to, you know, when I go out and speak, I want to not just speak the message. I want to wear the message. I want them to read the message. So I'm looking, you know, for a each and every, uh, uh, avenue, you know, to get these messages out and they can also get that on the website too, by just clicking on the products button and it'll take them to my Teesprings page and you have things, you know, uh, messages dealing with, dealing with love, dealing with leadership. For instance, leadership has arrived, you know, just different messages like that. And these messages are basically a reminder of who we are to be when we represent God, when we are ambassadors of the kingdom, if you go into a school, you're a solution. Leadership has arrived. There ought to be some change or some evidence that says that you showed up. So the, the products are basically, uh, it's an addition to the book, and it's a, an addition to uh, the, the words that I speak when I go out.
1: Excellent. And we're going to be posting uh, the website, Eugene's website, on our link at uh, lpolice.com. And so you guys uh, can follow along. Now, this message and the inspirational speaking is not only for students. Uh, You did say, you mentioned it was for parents, but it's also for educators and organizations, right?
0: Exactly. It it really doesn't matter because the message... Really, the message stays the same. Even in a business, when you go to work, you should go in, you know, thinking about solving problems, even at your business. It doesn't even matter what type of business it is. You know, every business has problems, and every business is looking for solutions to those problems. And many times, the solution is sitting right there in a cubicle, but the business may go and pay somebody, you know, large sums of money on the outside when the solution was already present. Right. But the problem is, the person that's carrying the solution was never introduced to themselves. They look at themselves as an employee instead of a deployee. You know, employees look for income. Deployees look for influence. I Love it. And that's where the kingdom message comes from. So I, even with the businesses, let me introduce your employees to themselves.
1: Love it. I love. I love what you're doing. Now, thank you. Again, we're going to go ahead and link that on our website as well, okay. and uh, people can go ahead and get more information on this. I'm excited, excited and I'm fired up about this, not only that it reaches our youth, young, young kids that are really in need of this stuff, but yeah. teachers, parents, organizations, well-rounded all around. Now, here's one of the tough questions that we like to ask on this show. Mm-hmm. Eugene, Why? Why create this? Why do
0: this? And, you know, I love that, that, uh, that word. It's something about that word, why, because it deals with purpose. Mm. You know, I went into a school one day and I wrote the word why, and then I added ology to it. And I called it whyology, the study of purpose. Because the worst thing in the world to do is wake up every day and not know why to wake up without a purpose. You know, Dr. Miles Monroe said one time, the the most miserable person in the world is someone who wakes up every day and not know why they wake up without a purpose. So my purpose, I discovered my purpose, which is to inspire, to motivate, and to teach. And as time went on, you know, because with purpose, you have to kind of, you have to go through a process and you have to, you know, be developed and and you kind of have to hone it in because you you can be, you can have the ability to do a hundred things but you may have only been born to do one. Mm. You know, I'll give you a great example with that is uh there was a uh, football player, NFL player and you know he had nice uh contracts, million dollar contracts and he was living a really nice really nice life, you know, and he decided to retire early, take his money, buy some land, a old farmhouse and start growing vegetables and feeding people. Even here in North Carolina. I can't remember what his name was, but I was just reading about it. And, and I thought about that. I said, you know, his gifts and talents put him in a position to do the thing he was born to do. Amen. So he was born to feed the hungry, but his gifts and talents allowed him to get the finances through football. And he said, since he's been doing this, he's been more happier than, than any other time in his life. Even though he had the, you know the, the fame of being an NFL player, that was his ability, but it wasn't necessarily his purpose. It was probably to finance his purpose. And, you know, I always think about that. So this is my purpose. Even law enforcement prepared me for what it is that I'm doing now with teaching and with discipline and developing the message and being bold enough to go into these environments where, you know, a lot of times the students may not want to listen or behave. But to have that kind of authority and that type of uh, yeah that authority to walk into a building and command respect without saying a word, I had to learn that, you know, it was a process. So that one word, why, purpose, I was born to do this. I can Every day I wake up, I can't wait to inspire someone. I don't care if it's at the gas station. It doesn't matter if it's in the library. It doesn't matter if it's in the back, in in my car. If I'm giving somebody a ride, my gift kicks in. I'm going to teach. I'm going to inspire. I'm going to motivate. And that's my purpose.
1: If you're just tuning in, our guest, Eugene Fields, Jr., retired Baltimore police officer, and now a motivated individual with a purpose. And this is why we have him on the show. We're fired up about him. He's fired up uh, up about his message, and we encourage people to really tune in to what he's doing. Eugene, how far is this outreach? Is this the entire United States?
0: I'm, I'm looking at international. I'm ready to go all over the world. I've, I've spoken here in North Carolina, in Maryland, in different counties here in North Carolina, but this is something that whoever... Uh, wants this message to come to their school, to their organization, you know, to their parent group. It really doesn't matter. We can work it out because I'm interested in getting in front of people and getting this message to the people that I'm supposed to get it to. And the last thing I'll say with Dr. Miles Monroe, he said the most, the wealthiest place on the planet is the cemetery, because they're billion-dollar businesses that were never started, they're best-selling books that were never written for whatever reason, and they took it to the grave. And he said, when you go to the grave, don't contribute to the wealth of the cemetery. Die empty. So I'm going to write every book that I'm supposed to write. I'm going to speak to every person that I'm supposed to speak to. I'm going to inspire every person I'm supposed to inspire, whether it's local, nationally, or internationally, so that when it's my turn to go back to heaven, I'm going to go back empty, and I can say I'm finished. So I'm not going to die old. I'm not going to die young. I'm going to die finished, just like Jesus.
1: Folks. This is why podcast number one of El Police Radio features Eugene Fields. God put it in my heart. Hey, I got to bring this guy on. Last time I actually interviewed Eugene was back in 2007. That's a long time ago.
0: A long time ago.
1: And uh, there was no mistake. God put it in my heart. I did my list. I've got maybe 100 people on this list. Number one, didn't even think about it twice because he motivated me back in 2007, and I definitely had to have him here today.
0: Thank
1: you. I'm really honored. No, it it is. You are a servant of God, and and what you're doing is just the business of God, and and that has to be celebrated. Now, we brought you on. This is our first podcast, so we're kind of learning where all the buttons are. we're supposed to hit. (laughs) And in all that, I forgot to do our little opening monologue, which is what we call Fantastic Four. And it's just four questions, four random questions to break the ice. But you, you did such a great job of breaking the ice. Everybody is already fired up about your message. But real quick, four, four rapid questions. Do your best, and uh, we'll start off with the first one. Your favorite movie. 300. 300, very interesting. I know there's a biblical type of theme there.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's something about that king.
1: Yeah. And
0: and it's just something about that leadership.
1: Yeah. Uh, first car? Uh,
0: a 78 Corolla.
1: You know, isn't it something when they ask these questions, you tell on yourself how old you were?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It wasn't even a hatchback. It was a liftback.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite sport? Football. Favorite team? Baltimore Ravens. No, oh, there you go. You can't. You can't mess that one up. And That's right. <laughs> so you've survived the fantastic four questions, and you know we're, we're really, really enthusiastic to have Eugene on our first podcast. Our doors are always open to you, brother. Whenever you want to come on, whatever message you you want, you're free to come on here. Again, as I told you, God put it in my heart, and uh, I'm just trying to do my little piece that I can to help your message get out there and I'm happy that you took the time to come out and and be with us on this show today
0: thank you I'm I'm truly honored and I thank you for thinking of me that that, that makes me feel like I'm I am doing the thing that I talk about fulfilling my purpose
1: now if uh, you're just listening now during the time that we um, recorded this session there's a major hurricane headed Toward towards Florida and headed up towards the U.S. The last reports now it's headed towards South Carolina. And so there was a time that we were thinking, uh, should we cancel the interview and do it after? And then it came to me. and You know, God said, cancel, cancel nothing. You still have electricity. You still have all the things that you have. You still have the talents I gave you. Go ahead and send that message out. And that's why we're doing it. So... We're we're really fired up, of what your message is and what you're doing.
0: Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. And you, you all definitely be safe and take care of yourself. And like just like you said, we know God is still in charge. He's Lord and He's in charge.
1: Last uh, message. Uh, Want to contact you?
0: Website. Jr. dot Com. That's E U G E N E. F-I-E-L-D-S-J-R.com.
1: There you have it, folks. Eugene Fields, Jr. Thank you, Eugene, for coming out here and being with us today.
0: Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You keep up the great work.
1: Thank you. Did I or did I not tell you that you would be inspired? That's why we had you, Eugene, on here. We thank him for coming on uh, podcast number two, our first guest. Don't forget that next week, after you hear this one, we will have Pistol Pete, the armorer, the gunsmith. He'll be on the show. You want to know about guns? You want to know about fixing him, the responsibility? That's our register expert, Pistol Pete, the gunsmith. Now, some intelligence reports have come in from uh, Mike Sierra on his special assignment around the rural area of Tampa Bay looking for those hurricane supplies, and it's rough. It's rough out there. But we know that he'll, he'll overcome, he'll move forward, and he will definitely deliver those hurricane supplies, to miss Mike's ear. We encourage you to keep on listening. Become part of the rank and file. In order to do that, you can visit our website, which is www.lpolice.com, www.lpolice.com. And also our Facebook page, uh, L Police Radio, as well as our Twitter L Police Radio, our handle there is L Police R, and connect with us. Now, this show is brought to you by the Copper Radio Network, and they have another show that we encourage you a thousand percent to listen. It's uh, Reach Out for Veterans, it's Leatherneck Seven, and my co host on this show is the host on that show and Mike Sierra will give you a presentation of combat veterans, and how important it is to support them. You know, terribly enough, uh, 22 are committing suicide, and I want to say were, because we want to say the number's gone down, a day. So we need to attack that vigorously. We have to attack the enemy. So we encourage you to listen to Leather 7. And also you can find us, uh, Leather next 7, on Facebook and the website, www.leatherneckseven.com. 7com It's that easy. So we encourage you to continue getting fired up and looking up like we are. See you the next podcast, podcast number three with Pistol Pete. The gunsmith, I'm out.